You are listening to audio from Haddington Elam Church. We hope you are encouraged by this today. For more information about our weekly services or messy church, you can find us at haddingtonelamchurch.com. Today I want to be talking about an attitude of gratitude. This past week, we celebrated Thanksgiving. It was an American holiday. All those years ago, pilgrims set out from Plymouth, England, to find a place to worship God freely. So after barely surviving the open seas and the harsh winter, they didn't land in Florida, unfortunately, where it would have been nice and sunshine and beaches. They landed in a very harsh climate there in the New England states that it ended up being known as. But they had a feast after their first harvest. And the Native Americans that were there helped them, most notably Squanto, helped them to be able to survive. And so they had a feast and it was a multiple day feast to just to celebrate God's providence in taking care of them and bringing them into this new land where they could worship him. And so it's always celebrated on the fourth Thursday of November. And it's a wonderful time to reflect on the provision of God and to be thankful for all that he's done in our lives over the past year. One of the things that we do before we eat is that we just go around and just say to each other what we're thankful for. Just a little uh, tradition that we do. Friends, we have much to be thankful for. We really do. I mean, even if we're not having the best day or the best year, we have much to be thankful for. May we have an attitude of gratitude. And I know that at times it can be really difficult. And this is one of those things that maybe some of us have lived and had a hard life. Maybe through growing up, maybe we didn't grow up and have the best childhood. We didn't grow up in the best part of town. We didn't grow up in a nice house. And it's hard to be thankful. Maybe that's something that we really wrestle with. Our attitude is how we act, think, or reflects our state of mind. You guys have heard the expression, oh, that person has a bad attitude. An attitude is how that we act, think, or reflects our state of mind. It's also how we carry ourselves. You know, do you ever have a coworker that comes in And they just are throwing things and you could just tell before you even say good morning that they're going to just not be too pleasant to work with. Hopefully that's not us. Hopefully we're not that coworker throwing the things, kicking the dog, you know. Whether good or bad, our attitude matters. And we actually have responsibility and control over our attitude. We think that it's just, oh, we're just reflecting our circumstances, or we're just, that's just how it's going, and I'm in a bad mood. You know, I've got up on the wrong side of the bed, and so I've pushed the right side of the bed against the wall, so I always get up on the wrong side of the bed. Do you ever meet people like that? You're like, boy, they just must not have a pleasant morning. Spill the coffee. There's, everything's going wrong. Have you ever had, I mean, we've all had those days. Sometimes they spill over into a week. If we're not careful, they can keep spilling over. But our attitude matters. And our gratitude is the state of being thankful or thankfulness. Thus, our attitude should be that of gratitude. We should just carry ourselves. We should have a state of mind of gratitude, of thanksgiving. Again, we have much to be thankful for. We truly do. Our conduct and interaction with people should be from a kind, humble, loving heart full of gratitude. One of the things we need desperately today is kindness. It's just lost its way in the world. People just aren't 
particularly kind to each other. I remember one time I told you last week, um, I used to work for the electric company. And so part of what I did in my job, I had a, a unit and I went to every house to read the electric meters, whether it was a farm, a business, wh whatever it was. And so one morning, I always started my day at 7 a.m. And one morning I was walking out and there was a woman out there, I think she was raking leaves or something. But normally most people wouldn't be up other than being at work, just be out in their garden. So I said, good morning, you know, and I said, how are you doing today? And she goes, well, I'm six feet this side of the ground. And I thought, well, that's a good thing. So friends, today, you're six feet this side of the ground. You have much to be thankful for. She wasn't six feet under the ground. She was six feet this side of the ground. We have much to be thankful for. We truly do. We cannot be ingrates. If we have accepted Christ, if we just sang about it, our sins are forgiven and the relationship with God is restored. We should have hearts overflowing with gratitude toward God and spilling over to our fellow man. Remember, Jesus said that he who has been forgiven much loves much. Our hearts should be overflowing. Gratitude and thank thankfulness, thanksgiving should be an overflow of our heart being so full. When we have an ungrateful heart, we can find ourselves complaining, murmuring, and becoming bitter. The Israelites were reprimanded time and again for murmuring and complaining against Moses and against God for 40 years. Friends, complaining is contagious and can be deadly. Have you ever been around someone and they, maybe you're just having a pretty good morning and they're having a lousy morning and they start complaining and the next thing you know, they're pointing out all the things that's wrong and again, you just may start agreeing with them. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you know. Once we start complaining, it can be a slippery slope and it can be deadly. There is a story that I heard about this man who decided to join a monastery and he took a vow of silence and they allowed him two words every five years. After his first five years, he said his two words. So finally they bring him in and, and he's going to say, so they're waiting for something profound. Five years of silence, but his words were bed hard. Another five years passed and they gave him his opportunity to two words, and he said, food bad. So another five years passed, and his words were, room cold. And so the head of their order called a man in and said that we have to ask you to leave. All you ever do is complain. Having a right attitude is important. I tell you what, there, have you ever been, maybe you've been an employer where you have to hire someone, you go through the application process and you find someone that comes in maybe with a great attitude, let's get this done, we can do this, and somebody whose attitude is just very poor. Having the right attitude matters. Gratitude is powerful, as is thanksgiving. This is no small thing that I'm talking about today. Having this gratitude, this thanksgiving. Many of us can always, anyone can point out and be a critic. Anyone can point out what's wrong. But it takes somebody extra special to know that things are wrong and find the good, especially finding the good in people. And like I talked about last week, that, that if we could just see ourselves or see other people the way that God sees us. Every single person, even the most awful, like, scoundrel you can imagine, Christ died for that person. We need to remember that and see them how that God sees them. Thanksgiving is something that can change the atmosphere. 
I'll tell you what, if you're going through things and you feel that almost like a spirit of complaining come upon you, start thanking God. I'm being honest. If you're going through stuff, it's almost like when the enemy's coming, he just don't want to be in the car with you when you're giving thanks to God. He just doesn't. God, I thank you. I thank you for the bed that I had to sleep in. God, I thank you that we had heat last night because there's been nights where we haven't had heat. Father, I thank you that there's running water. I thank you that there's hot water. And you just start thanking him and it'll just keep going. And guess what? You can actually feel the atmosphere change. It's very important to have that attitude of thanksgiving. It changes things in the spirit realm. It's like you don't want the enemy just near you. You don't want them just bothering you. Be thankful. If we begin to complain and gripe, and in our day and age, it's easy to do, we quickly descend into hostility and anger. And like I said, it's contagious. Maybe our children start to complain. Our spouse starts to complain if we're complainers. The Psalms are so full of times when things were going rough, and yet praises to God shine through. David knew how to praise God when times were very difficult but also when good things happened. Friends, we need to know how to praise God when things are difficult. There's something that happens, and this is all together. We'll read in Psalm 100, and he writes, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. This is such a a wonderful recipe, if you will on how to get all the ingredients in the proper place. Do you ever make something, as, as we were cooking here on Thursday, if we had, had uh, placed something in place of something else, so if I put sugar where I should have been putting salt, like the recipe gets all wrong and gets all skewed. Have you ever done that? Have you ever just made a mistake? This is the recipe. This is a call to all the nations of the world, not just for Israel. Spurgeon says this, the original word signifies a glad shout such as loyal subjects give when their king appears among them. Our happy God should be worshipped by a happy people. A cheerful spirit is in keeping with his nature, his acts, and the gratitude which we should cherish for his mercies. Friends, if we just get that grasp of how good he is to us, how merciful he is to us, not giving us what we do deserve, we should overflow with gratitude As we come before him, we should do so with thanksgiving, recognizing how much that he's done for us. Thanks and praise merge together as God's people are thankful and bless his name. So he's telling us the the procession. He's telling us how to do these things. Don't just run in before God. He's telling you how to do it. For us today, not only are the gates and courts open But even the way to the Holy of Holies is open wide for us to enter and boldly come before the throne of God. Like I was saying earlier, there used to be a whole thing that you would have to do. You'd have to get washed and you'd have to be purified and the priest and all these things before you could even go into the temple to even praise God. 
And now it's wide open and it says we can boldly just come in. Remember the curtain was torn in the Holy of Holies, giving us access to God that we would have never had. It says that we're to enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. Friends, this is where it starts. This is a heart issue. It's not a matter of just an external. It's a heart issue. Thankfulness and gratitude are matters of the heart. And again, if we have that within us and overflowing out of us, that is where it starts in the heart. This can be modeled for our children as we teach them the ways of the Lord. Are we kind? Do we say thank you to people? This is a good practice. Let our kids see see us being thankful and kind to others. And then it gives us a progression and it says that we come into his courts with praise and don't neglect this part. This isn't one where we just have thanksgiving. There's a, it's a procession. It's it building upon each other. God is the only one worthy of praise. There's many things that we may want to praise. God is the only one worthy of our praise. Thanksgiving is the first part that unlocks our prayers and petitions that we bring before God. So we come with thanksgiving. Just start saying, God, I thank you. I thank you for this car. I thank you that it's a blessing. I thank you I'm able to get to work. I thank you I'm able to, you know, to, to pick someone up. I'm, I'm able to do all these things. And just start thanking him. And then we start praising him. Praise puts God in his proper place. When we start to praise him, it's us exalting him. It's putting him in his proper place. See, he's the one on the throne, not us. We may think we're in charge, but he's on the throne He's exalted on high, and we put him in his proper place. Things start to come into the correct focus and perspective. Praise is a key component to change us. See, sometimes we get angry and we want to complain, but if we stop that, if we can get ourselves under control, begin to thank him and praise him, it begins to change us on the inside, and it really, really does Thanksgiving is the act of giving thanks. Grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favors, especially to God. David said in Psalm 32 that blessed is the one whose sins are forgiven, whose wrongdoings are covered, whose guilt is not taken into account. Blessed is the one. Friends, our sin is covered. How much more so than that statement alone should we be filled with gratitude? In Philippians 4, 6, It says, and I've read this many times over this past year, do not fret or have anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition or supplication with thanksgiving, praying with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. So he's saying that more than just praying and petitioning, our prayer is got a little bit of the thanksgiving in with it. Our recipe is correct. Whenever we find ourselves worrying or anxious, our first action should be to worship him. Again, you want to see things change? When you're feeling anxious, you're feeling nervous, and you don't know what to do? God, I just thank you. And put him in his proper place. We must see the greatness and majesty of God. We must realize that he is big enough to solve all our problems And he wants us to bring it to him. He doesn't want us worrying and fretting and losing sleep over all these things. He's big enough to help us. 
And then we too often rush into his presence and tell him all our needs. So our idea of prayer may be to just rush in, God, I need this, I need that, will you just take care? And then we're out. And that's not how it should be. When we approach his throne, we should approach with deepest reverence. The first step in praying right, we pray right, we want our prayers heard. The first step is worship. Let's pray right. The second is supplication, in that word supplication. It's a humble and honest sharing of our needs, our problems, our worries, cares, and fears. So he says, come, bring your prayers, petitions with supplication, with thanksgiving. Bring your things before God. Our Father wants us to be honest in our requests. Friends, he already knows what we need before we ask. But he wants us to come to him with a humble heart. And after worship and supplication comes gratitude, giving thanks to God. Certainly, Father God would enjoy his children saying to him, thank you. Isn't that wonderful when our children say thank you? Please and thank you, the, the most magic words as, the, as it have ever been. What's the magic word? Please. What's the other one? Thank you. I know that it's wonderful when you do something for someone and they say thank you. But it's also the opposite when you do something kind for someone and they don't even have a thank you to give. Jesus healed 10 lepers and it says only one of the 10 returned to give thanks. And we wonder if the percentage would be any higher today. He healed 10, and only one took the time to come back and thank him. And he says, weren't all 10 healed? Where are the other nine? They didn't even take the time to come and thank him. We are quick to ask, but slow to appreciate. And friends, I would say today, may we never cease to have a grateful heart. The world is always looking at and working on the externals, the exterior, Get to the gym, get the right haircut, do this, do that, get, get the right car. And it's always trying to sell you products and it's always external. God is always working on the heart. He's always working us on the inside. It matters to him what we have on the inside. He even says that man looks at the external, but God looks at the heart because his plan is to develop godly character within us. And I talked about the fruit of the Spirit and these things should be growing and be evident. Jesus said, you'll know the, the tree by its fruit. Friends, and we have this gratitude and thanksgiving and praise that's within us. We can't muster it up. You can't fake this. You can't fake thankfulness. Somebody knows if it's genuine or if you're being fake. The result of God building his character in us is the peace of God, which guards our heart and mind you will remember that Paul was chained to a Roman soldier, guarded day and night, but would speak about giving thanks in all circumstances. He was under arrest, and yet he could write these words. The peace of God stands guard over two areas that create worry. The heart, which gives us the wrong feelings, and the mind, which gives us wrong thinking. I said before about we get stinking thinking. Our mind, we just start to just get the wrong thoughts instead of having the mind of Christ. When we give our hearts to Christ at salvation, we experience the peace with God, and I just talked about this, but the peace of God takes us further into his blessings. And friends, this doesn't mean the absence of the trials and the troubles and the struggles that we all go through, but it does mean a quiet confidence within, regardless of what circumstances People or things are doing. 
Our externals cannot affect our internals if we walk by the Spirit. Friends, we're to walk by the Spirit or to walk in the Spirit. And he says, and you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. The things of the flesh want us to complain and want us to murmur and gripe. And there's much that we can go down that road and do. But if we're walking by the Spirit, we can give thanks in all circumstances. So the recipe is prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. And what comes out of the oven, if you put all that stuff in, is the result is perfect peace in the middle of difficulty. Remember Daniel in the lion's den? Daniel had a peaceful night's sleep in the lion's den. And you read in the scriptures, read back over it, the king was up all night worried about Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den had perfect peace. The king who ruled the kingdom and lived in the palace had an awful night's sleep. It is dependent upon the internal. In 1 Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice always. In fact, it says there many times, and again I say rejoice, because apparently we might not get it the first time. Rejoice always. Now I tell you, there's times you don't feel like rejoicing. You've ever gone and you turn that key and there's not even a sound. You don't feel like rejoicing. Or you go to go and the tire's flat. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is where, again, the rubber meets the road. This is where it gets tough. We want to praise, and it's easy to have praise on our, on our tongue when things are going well. We get that bonus, and we've got that raise, and things are going well. Of course we can praise but I'm talking about you're crying yourself to sleep at night. You don't know where to turn. You don't even know what's going to happen next. Can we praise and rejoice in him? Remember, again, Paul was a prisoner of Rome when he wrote most of the New Testament. Through the trials and hardship, Paul kept a thankful heart. In fact, they're there. Uh, Peter, even as well, is chained, and he has a song in the night. He's singing praises to God in the deepest inner prison. One of the things that was unique with Paul, he remembered how that he persecuted the church. He actually was opposed to everything that Christ was trying to do. And he referred to himself as the chief of sinners. Now, did he look down on himself? No, he didn't look down on himself, but he remembered and thought that he was the chief of sinners. And he never forgot how he worked against the early church. My pastor used to say this, Never forget where he found you. Sometimes we can forget. We walk with God for a while, and then we can maybe start feeling a little uppity and righteous. But friends, never, never forget where he found you. When we remember the grace and mercy that he's poured out in our lives, we're like that leper that returned to give thanks. When we remember the moment that we surrendered our lives to him, and what a terrible state we were in, we should have the highest gratitude to him who saved us. See, again, it's a matter of the heart. Do you remember the story when the woman is at Jesus' feet and she's just weeping? And, and that's when Jesus says that about that he who's been forgiven much loves much and she's wiping Jesus' feet with her hair because she couldn't believe that he would save her, that he would care for her. And yet the guy in the house was, he was angry. What in the world's going on here? And Jesus says, you didn't wash my feet. 
You didn't offer me anything. This woman hasn't stopped. Friends, don't forget where he found you. That should be that moment that gives us that gratitude. Do you ever hear that old expression, there but for the grace of God go I? Friends, it's him working in our lives. And as we yield to him, we should be making that progress as he's working on the inside of us. See, his desire is for us to have godly character. Remember, too, that praise and a shout to God brought down the walls of Jericho. When we're praising and we're thanking God, things begin to happen. And we could easily again succumb to complaining and when things are going bad. I just want to challenge you, and I don't do this all the time, but just challenge you. If things start going difficult this week, which I'm praying you have a wonderful week, but if things start going difficult at work or it starts getting busy, just take a moment, even if it's just slipping outside or wherever you are, maybe it's just getting into the car for a minute and just start thanking him and start praising him and see if things begin to change. Remember, when we pray right and we praise right and come with a humble, thankful heart, he will hear us and we'll see him move in our lives. Let's pray. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next week for another inspirational message. If you're in the East Lothian area, visit us online at haddingtonelamchurch.com for information about how you can join us for our weekly Sunday services.